0: What revives these rural areas is that domino effect of, this person did that, I love that, I want to do something like that.
1: What is Appalachian, everybody, I'm sitting here with a hot cup of joe and a Hot piece of ass sitting next to me, Gabe Roush. Oh, shut up.
2: <laughs> you don't want to. Open it with no. do All right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, welcome back. You weren't expecting
1: that intro, were <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> no, in the least bit. Yeah. It happens. Not
2: in the least bit. Yeah. So <laughs> it's great to be back with you guys uh, this Sunday or Monday or Tuesday whatever day you're listening to yeah. us. I guess. So yeah. Um, But yeah, we got a pretty good episode lined up for us today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got um, a. I will say right here, uh, the whole Cup of Joe idea came from River Roasters. Uh, Gabe and I are changing things up here on this episode with. He's breathing. I was talking. Yeah. Uh, We were at River Roasters and. um, Gabe,
2: you really messed with me when you. <laughs> <laughs> <it like> that. <laughs> what he's trying to say is, uh, we, we wanted to shake up the drink to that segment um, by drinking some uh, fresh coffee that we mm-hmm. bought at uh, River Roasters in Pomeroy, Ohio. Um, we'll have Larry and Candace <laughs> as, as our guests later on in this episode, so we're excited about all that. But uh, first off, Cody, what you drink to, man?
1: I think um, what I'm going to drink to today um, is. Christmas is right around the corner.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I think I want to um, drink to the Christmas spirit.
2: Drink to the Christmas spirit.
1: I do. We have some good things coming up for yeah. you uh, in terms of Christmas. We uh, something a little special for you guys. I think Gabe and I have something in the works mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. up. And and uh, I know it's an odd year, but at the end of the day, I, I hope everybody uh, still has still. Still has a little bit of pep in their step with the that's Christmas a, spirit.
2: Has a Merry Christmas.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I have the house decorated and everything. Like, Christmas is my favorite holiday, so, you know. Um, I, I think it has brought a little bit of normalcy to my year so far, even though this year is kind of muffed up. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's... I think the Christmas spirit has has been alive and well mm-hmm. in the Great House residence, and it's kind of it's nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. That's a good one.
1: So... What about you?
2: Uh, I'm going to drink to uh, the life of Chuck Yeager. Ah, Chuck. I'm going to drink to that. I'll drink to it. Chuck Yeager, if uh, anybody doesn't know, for whatever reason, um, probably one of the most prominent West Virginians um, in our state's history, uh, the first human to break the sound barrier Mm -hmm. back in the day. I think, what was that? 1947 or something like that. Sure, I don't uh, know. I don't know. No, Not I don't that doesn't sound right. And anyways, <laughs> um, I mean, when you think back to when we were kids, coming up through school in the '90s, and you, you, there weren't a whole lot of famous people coming out of the state of West Virginia at that time. No. And like, he was always like that number one person listed. No, <laughs> yeah, I agree. He's like one of the most famous West Virginians yeah. just, just to that incredible feat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he was up there listed up there with Don Knotts, which I mean, I drink to Don Knotts too. Oh, definitely. Um, but anyways, no, uh, we, we lost a great one, but, I mean, he lived an incredible life. Yeah, I he mean, did. I think he was 97 years old. Mm-hmm. Um hmm Was a, obviously a veteran, served our country. Yeah. Did a lot of incredible things in an airplane. So, uh, here's to you, Chuck Yeager. Here's to you, Chuck. All right, so uh, I'm really excited about having Larry and Candace on here, man. It's game time. It's game time. It's game
1: time. I'm going to...
2: Cozy up with this
1: uh, cup of coffee. Same Let juice. the good times roll. Let the good times roll.
2: Alright, so we're here with uh, Candice and Larry Hess of River Roasters. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. You doing great. Yeah, good. Thanks for letting us come up to the, to the shop and hang out with you guys and have a couple brewskis, Um, so I guess we just want to start kind of from the beginning of uh, the idea of River Roasters.
0: Sure, yeah, so um, recently as December 1st marked our two-year anniversary of being open, uh, and we we actually got a chance this year to really reflect. The first year at a year was kind of nuts, we were still learning new things and doing crazy stuff like working nonstop hours and and things like that. Uh, But this second year, we've kind of got a lot more of our staff um, in place to handle a lot of the things day to day that we can step back and focus on um, just ideas for new things and new things to bring to the company, marketing and things like that. But uh, the initial idea came in 2016. Candace and I were coming to the Blues Bash that. It was uh, July, the end of July to the Blues Bash. And uh, we came earlier than the music started that day. So we were walking right down Main Street. We parked down at Farmers, I think. Was walking down Main Street. And we got to around this building where we are here at 102 West Main. Where the new park was yeah. and they had just built this park beside of, uh river roasters and um we just stopped and had this idea and we were talking we were like wouldn't it be cool to be able to stop and get a coffee somewhere around here because there was a ton of people around town yeah. in for the blues bash but there was nothing but there do. was nothing right. to yeah. do they Outside were just of the yeah. riverfront yeah they were just getting up kind of sleepy morning after a night of partying yeah. at the blues bash <laughs> yeah. you No know? me up on Saturday <laughs> right morning. it was yeah. a little
3: too early still for court girl to be open yeah. as well yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah we so we were, we were just like i wish there was a coffee shop where can we go get coffee
0: um and ultimately what what that idea came to that day was it would be cool if somebody did that yeah. so if somebody else did it yeah. you know because yeah. that's always the thing you're like somebody should do that yeah <laughs> that's the easiest <laughs> that way lot. out yeah, that's right. thing. Yeah. um so then we continued our walk we walked into the park and we were admiring like the brickwork on the side i don't know if you guys have seen yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah. on the side here but really old brick it's it's all sun-baked brick and it just has a cool look and feel yeah and we were looking around and this total stranger came up and uh she was like hey would you like me to take you guys's picture against this brick and we we're like yeah cool i yeah, sure. hand her my phone and uh and she took our picture we still have that picture that was the day we we came up with the idea for river roasters and somebody That's actually cool. documented that in the park um and then it was cool we went on that day we didn't really talk about it anymore that day Not like that we day. we went on watched music and all yeah. that um over that weekend we kind of started thinking what would it actually take to do something like that so um you can talk for um, so
3: we started working up the numbers and um putting together a plan uh once we had a pretty good plan and did a little bit of research we took it to the bank Mm-hmm. And uh, delivered it, uh, and they loved the idea, but they were also like, uh, "How much money do you have?" Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have any money. I mean, we were living definitely paycheck to paycheck, and um, we did have the house, and we decided that it, that would be the best way to do this, and they were all for it right. so. We did put the house up for sale shortly after that.
0: Yeah, we're talking like probably a year, nine months to a year from this idea right yeah. here, walking by this right. place. It took a lot
3: of time to, um, to put together the numbers and the thoughts yeah. of how yeah, this is going to work. Yeah, if you're
2: going to do it right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: looked at 10 to 20 buildings here. This building that we're in actually wasn't for sale. Really? Um, Someone told us that we might be able to buy it. We contacted the owner. he said yes it's it's for sale absolutely.' Um, Cause they were renting it out at that time. Um, we looked at it and we hated it. It yeah. was terrible <laughs> yeah. there was There was a drop ceiling down here. we The first time we walked up the stairs, there were dead birds going up the, the stairs oh there my God. It was solid yeah. Yeah, it was welcome just welcome to my
1: humble abode.
0: <laughs> it was just a lot of work. Like we we couldn't see it from from our vantage point right. at that time. So we looked at some other buildings. Meanwhile, uh, one of the cooler things that I like is that from 2016, probably the week that we had this idea, we started building a Spotify playlist. Yeah. To because we were like, Downloaded what's it. this place gonna, what's this place gonna be? What's the culture? What's the feel? What yeah. what is the attitude that we're yeah. gonna bring to the area? And and really, it's it was a curation at that time of Candace and I's favorite music at, right. the t- <laughs> at that time, stuff we grew up with, all you know, all the hits. And all that stuff that every time we'd go to the hut and things like that, we'd, we'd play and people would dance and, and all yeah. that. They'd be like, you guys know all the good music. And so we were like, we got to put this kind of thing on the playlist and really build that atmosphere. Um, I'm a, I used to do graphic design and photography mm-hmm. in the Navy. So we started building logos. We started doing floor layouts and things even before we knew what the building was going to be. Right. I I still have mock-ups of like the old Jimmy's. We looked at that building and I took a picture one day and did a mock-up of what would the front look like if River Roasters bought it. So we had a Pinterest board that was like all the textiles and everything we wanted to use. Mm -hmm. So we really knew Mm -hmm. before we even went to the bank what this was going to look like. And we had it on paper with our business plan. Which gave them like a, a visual so feel to they, what we
2: were. They bought in. Yeah, more so
0: with yeah. That. They they saw this and and saw our numbers and were like, this is a, a fantastic idea. This area's always needed something like this. Sure. Um, and we knew, unfortunately, that we couldn't do it in New Haven where we were living. Like, yeah. there's not enough traffic that comes yep, through there. Nice. Um, we're So in Pomeroy, Ohio, there's 12,000 cars that go by here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a today. This is a major thoroughfare. Yeah. This
2: is, is this considered Route 7 still? Or, or That's on the back. Okay. Yeah, 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 it yeah, was yeah.
0: bypassed. But there's still, you know, to get to Walmart okay. and, right. and all that, yeah, people sure. come through here. And yeah. to, to get to Point, even, a lot of people come through here and go down mm-hmm. the river. Um, so those were our major decision points with putting it in this location yeah we thought about point pleasant we thought about gal plus we thought about mason mm-hmm. west virginia and we looked at all those independently and and made uh the decision to park here in pomeroy yeah, when we, we first started yeah uh,
2: when, you know, when you guys were first kind of coming into the realm of opening this up like the brewery had already opened correct mm-hmm. uh maple Long, uh, which unfortunately since closed but um so they had, they had opened up. Um, Court Street is already, yeah. has already, it's always been yeah. a staple yeah. of Pomeroy. So like there was mm-hmm. kind of a bit of a vibe going. Yes. It was just kind of missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two or two here, so you yeah. were kind of. I'm glad offloading. you brought that up.
0: Yeah, because that was one thing people tell us all the time. They're like, you guys have done so much for Pomeroy. and it's it's humbling. Of course, it's nice to hear. Yeah. Of course. yeah. Um, it's humbling, but we think of Pomeroy like what it was that day we were walking through it's Mm -hmm. got they've got the blues bash they've got the brewery they've got these this organization that was raising money to build the park here and and fund that they were doing things and that motivated us to get on board right so i would never want anyone to think like river roasters did for pomeroy yeah of course um, but it is it's good to hear that and And really what we hope, uh, I think what revives these rural areas is that domino effect of this person did that. I love that. I want to do something like that. that
2: Right. So
0: we were talking to Court Grill, the owner of Court Grill, we're talking to some of these retail shops that we had befriended over the years by uh, just going to eat or shop or whatever. And they loved the idea yeah. and what they instead of like Jackie at Court Grill saying, no, I'm, sell, you know, I'm selling food here. You yeah, know, yeah, he, yeah. he was like, the more the merrier. Yeah, like we sure. need more people in Pomeroy. Mm-hmm. And it's just gonna bring more customers.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that I've seen to be a reoccurring theme through the, through the episodes we did with Ashley uh, and what we did with Kelsey it's it's kind of been a recurring theme of, theme of, like you had said, a domino effect of, like, you know, I feel like there are people on the back burner, I've said this before, I feel like there are people on the back burner that kind of dip their toe in the water while other people, they're watching other people just cannonball in. And they're just yeah. like, damn, like, if... If they can do it. If they can do it, I, I think I might do it. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, th- that's been the recurring theme through, you know, through a lot of these interviews that we've done. Um, I think so, anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And, and I, I love that, man. Yeah. I love that it's so yeah. contagious. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Gabe and I have talked many a times. I think small-town America is starting to really uh, make a comeback. You know what I mean? There's an appeal to it. Yeah.
2: Especially, okay. I mean, millennial, maybe in the Gen Z. Yeah. That seems to be trending. Yeah, and at first oh, well, it was like, kind of uh, niche
1: It was niche at first, but now it's, like, starting to become slightly normal. Yeah. I you mean,
2: know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like what we had talked about is people are tired of depending on larger business Mm -hmm. so they're just kind of investing within their own community just kind of like you guys did yeah because i I, me personally i mean i would rather have a business like you guys rather than a starbucks or a Dunkin' donut or anything like that because you know the people small business is a better investment within the community you know what you're supporting
0: right you know what i mean yeah and, and athens has done a good job of that too like yeah athens has so many small businesses that Um, that cater to that college crowd and it's really cool to see they that they've got that many people up there that are interested in supporting that small business Mm -hmm. um now they're in a place where those numbers have gotten so big that there is interest from outside entities that want to come and move in and, and see the numbers there and they're like hey we could you know we could do this here too um but we do hear from a lot of people about how inspiring our story has been and, for sure. for um, sure, and how it's it's let them or do what they've always wanted to do or so inspiring they've had dreams about yeah. doing things and that's
3: what we hope is that our story will generate hope for people and make them realize like if they can do it like i can too they didn't have any money right because i think that's the big thing is that people think that we had a bunch of money to start with, and we had nothing. <laughs>
2: yeah, you literally put your home up for sale. your yeah. house to, to yeah, buy in. Yeah,
0: right, yes. right. And, I mean, so, backstory wise I mean, our upbringing, I, I grew up in New Haven, West Virginia, went to Wahama. Uh, I grew up in a double-wide, not the richest family around, not the best kid in school. You know, my guidance counselor wasn't like, hey, you could go to college. You right. should do this. Um, my way out was the military, and I didn't even know that until a few months before I graduated right. that I was going to do that. Yeah. So I did it, left, uh, saw the world, did that for 10 years. Candace came and joined me about five years th- in, yeah, five really? years in. Uh, and we lived in Virginia Beach, but we got to get out and see some things, yeah. see yeah. see yeah. the world. And that really, that kind of thing, um, it, it helped shape and build who, who we've become as people, but also who this business mm-hmm. is and who it's for. Like uh, we see people daily that they, maybe they've never had a quiche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know what a panini is. Yep. Yeah. They, they think uh, cappuccino is something you get at a gas station. Yeah. Like those kinds of, of things, we're fine with because it's customer education yeah. and it's a cultural experience that these people may have never had. Yeah. And they get to walk in here in Palmoy, Ohio and yeah. try something like that. Out. Man, yeah.
1: And that's something I've never thought of in terms of, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. I think, you know, you're, I think at the end of the day, throughout your life experiences through both of alls lives, I think you're bringing in some kind of, some sort of culture or some sort of education through, food and through through coffee. I mean, I know other people may not view it as such, but I mean, you know, a lot of these things didn't originate here in America, you know, and yeah. it is a multicultural point of view in, yeah. a, in a sense, yeah.
2: you know? And, and, and from an Appalachian standpoint, like it's nice to have a coffee shop in our region that isn't a lottery gambling joint. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) i don't know if that's unique we had a lot of people
3: think that that's what we were doing
0: yeah (laughs) they were like so you're gonna have gambling like no coffee first (laughs) if anybody out there doesn't understand like
2: in our region i think i was i was probably 13 and there was a building put up that said coffee shop and everyone's like hey we're getting coffee turns out west virginia lottery puts out like uh, electronic gambling machines and people call them coffee shops or cafes and I, I never understood that but uh, never it's nice either. to actually have a, a solid coffee, coffee shop, shop.
1: yeah uh, we've yeah.
0: been fooled multiple times by the whole west virginia gambling scene yeah you pull you see a nice building and it was just redone and you're like oh wow it says yeah. coffee on it. you no. walk up to the door and yeah. that must be 21 years old to enter. yeah yeah
1: it's <laughs> very yeah. confusing yeah so
0: it's like sense. cigarettes when are you
1: guys getting, <laughs> in there? When are you guys getting the video poker machines or those yeah. <laughs> right in front of the window, right yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, so you wondered, and you, you did kind of answer this a little bit, but I kind of want to go a little bit more in depth. But um, you guys started this small business in small town Appalachia. Like, what made you guys want to invest in a small area like this rather than moving a business similar to somewhere a little bit more populated?
3: Because we wanted to see change here, and yeah. in order to see change, you have to be the change, and we knew that we had to do it, or no one else was going to do it. I mean, there's been talk about coffee shops going in mm-hmm. for years. I think people have tried it, or people were going to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of red tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, I mean, for us, I think the the changing point was we started. Um, we we had a lifestyle that uh, was music related to friends mm-hmm. and and hanging out on the weekends, partying hard yeah. on the weekends. Yeah. Like, yeah. That That's what we did. We worked right. five days a week, partied, a partied our <laughs> asses off weekend. on the weekends. Yeah, most definitely. And, and then we would go back to work, and it was this cycle of, of things, and we were getting kind of worn out by it. I mean, nothing against our friends or anything like that. Yeah. We were just, we knew that there was something else we needed yeah, know, to yeah. introduce to that cycle sure, and to get sure. out. So we, um, we decided, Hey, let's go check out. It was soul harvest at the time North yeah, Benchurch. Yeah, sure. Um, and we started going there and it was probably a year in, uh, maybe a year or two in that this, it was just a, a collision of this idea of the coffee shop and um, the sense of community that we got from attending church. Right. Yeah. And it was all these people that were around us were influential in caring about what's going on in the community, changing the community. Yeah. And there was a service. I I remind pastor Jason about this probably once a year. Uh, just kind of reflecting on it. Cause I still watch this service this many years later afterwards, but um, he said, stop complaining about what this area doesn't have and be the change that you want in the area. And Candace and I both got chills while, I get chills
1: the,
2: today, yes.
1: <laughs> while we
0: were at church and we like, he's up there preaching. I said, we have to do this. Like it's, there's no question yeah. whether this is going to happen. Yeah, It's, it's going to happen. It's
2: a post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And
0: that's that's why we wanted to do it in this area. I mean, you're right. We could have gone to Columbus at that time. Uh, there's a shop up there called Fox in the Snow. And, uh, and they started about a year before we started here. Mm-hmm. And it was a similar story, but these people had worked in Chicago and, and some of the bigger cities came back and said, our area has nothing like this. Let's do this. Only they were in Columbus, oh, yeah. um, not, we found them way after our idea and everything, but it was, um, there's there were these markets at that time that we could have gone and got into that were much bigger than this. Yeah. Um, we We tweaked our business plan. Like there was no way we were just gonna be able to sell cups of espresso right. in yeah, palm yeah. ohio yeah. and make it successful <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we tweaked our business plan to say uh, number one how many how many people do you think we can get through our doors a day uh, there's a quick there's a quick calculation you can do that a lot of business plans say is one percent of traffic that goes by the area so that's a quick dirty way to figure out how many people you can get in the door right yeah um one percent twelve thousands one hundred and twenty people so we started to work our numbers with that and um and everything started to fall together in the plan and we were like this might actually work if we if we can sell you know a few more things than coffee and some food Mm -hmm. and at the time we didn't think our menu was that big right
3: (laughs)
4: Yeah. But it's
0: it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have a ton but of that stuff. That took a long
3: time to develop too. Yeah. We went on vacations. We went and explored different places, and we kind of pulled different things from different places that right. we had, and that's kind of how we got the menu that we got.
0: Yeah, yeah we went to um, we went St. Pete. We went to um, Cincinnati. We went to Columbus. We went to Chicago, New York, to. To just kind of do a broad overview of what's going on in the coffee industry. Yeah. And, or just restaurants in general. What do we want to be? Yeah. We never found anything that is this, but we picked and pulled what we liked best about all these different places and said, we can make this work. And then you, you kind of have to package it for the area as well yeah so another cool thing we've heard since we've been open is people walk in and like this is what this area needed like this Mm -hmm. i don't know how you guys did it but you just you just nailed what the bend area needed from even from a design standpoint and we went very (laughs) um minimalistic (laughs) like with our decor and everything we just wanted Nice like, um, something simple yeah. that that matched the area. Yeah, for sure, for
2: sure. And, and, and one thing that, I mean, me and my wife, we we really appreciate and we really like is, like, the menu that you guys do have. It's not like this, like, ultra-processed type stuff. Like, yeah. You guys are bringing right. in a lot of fresh options. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That small-town Appalachian normally doesn't
3: flourish with. Yeah. That was part of our thought, too, was to bring some health. Yeah. Like, bring some healthy options to yeah. the table. Uh, all there is around here is fast food and... Yeah. I mean, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to knock anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like We love pizza and we love burgers, but yeah, yeah there needs to be some help brought yeah, to right. the area as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have a lot of customers that will come up from Point and Galpolis mm-hmm. and things, and they're they're like, I wish I could get a salad like this in Galpolis yeah. <laughs> or in Point, or even, well, at, you know, people come down from Athens, Marietta just because they they love those options that that we have and we we did we knew that we wanted um fresh options for Mm -hmm. people and and things that were healthy but one thing that we didn't plan is that our space our uh, kitchen and storage space is so small Mm -hmm. that we have no option but to have things in fresh daily right so our bakers, our cooks, us—we're running to the store daily. Um, so you're in your own hand to stay. Yeah, there. sure. <laughs> you know, we yeah, we have our <laughs> our major food supplier. We have two trucks a week. So I mean, everything is like turning over really quickly. Which um, is good
3: on a waste. Like we don't have well, a lot of waste either. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> we run
0: very lean on on what we have here. So that's great. Yeah,
2: man. So um you kind of talked about going in with the banks and everything like that meeting with them getting the business plan together did you guys like attend any classes or have any help with developing that and planning, or was that just like kind of you guys like hammering this out
3: we hammered it out but larry also has a master's and works at the college of business so he had oh. some <laughs> you you had some people that you could talk to just a and- couple yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so I work with with a lot of professors developing online courses that are part of the MBA programs mm-hmm. for, for Ohio University College of Business. Um, and throughout this, like, I would always run things by, by them. There were uh, – but with something like that, it's kind of like your baby. Yeah. And you don't want to – just expose that yeah, to the yeah, world. Yeah, sure. So, we were very careful with who we were sharing things with. Um, probably, I mean, two two and a half years in, we were still keeping that circle pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the professors, being you know, uh, being experts in restaurant industry, said no, don't do it. That's the stupidest thing you could ever do. I mean. Really? That be, just because restaurants have a sixty to eighty percent failure rate. Yeah, like it's it's tough. But the thing about us is we never considered this a restaurant. This was a this was for the community. This was a coffee shop. A this was. House. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when when people kept saying restaurant,
3: we were like, no, and that's not what no, we're no, going no, no. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: The the food was to. Um, to help that thought right. that we had yeah. that that's what it was for, but we joke about this a lot with our friends that we we opened a coffee shop or we thought we were opening a coffee shop and we accidentally opened a restaurant because yeah. <laughs> yeah. people like the ordering app people are ordering food all day they they come in here for breakfast, lunch, and even, even on their way home at, yeah. in the evening they're trying to grab something before we close so that's that's awesome when you when you break down the numbers um last year we were actually a bakery over top of everything else mm. we sold more baked goods than anything yeah. else Keep uh, first a busy. yeah yeah that's right. <laughs> um, and as far as like at the college of business coming back to that you know uh there there was a few people that really helped me and also uh kelsey boyd uh, just her uh, creativeness and attention to detail. I sent her my business plan early on really? after, after I had a professor help me uh, with some initial edits. Hmm. I sent it to Kelsey and asked her, what do you think about this? Yep. Just um, she and Nick also came down and looked at a couple buildings with us because we knew what they were doing yeah, at the time. Right. Yelling, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they were just, they were, past the getting started phase Mm -hmm. Um, they were working
3: on their first house yeah they were working on their
0: first flip um so that was cool and we just wanted to we had never done this before we (laughs) it's the first time we ever did anything yeah uh dumb like this so we (laughs) we were like hey let's ask some people that have gone through this so um another thing we did uh before we actually started these renovations was I don't know if you know. North Bend Church bought the old Mason Elementary and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. redid that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we helped with that. That and volunteered with that. And it was uh, that was inspirational for us because we weren't we had never done construction right. or anything mm-hmm. like that. So uh, working alongside people that actually know how to build walls and yeah. and put things together, right? Right. That that showed us that you know, you don't have to be terrified exactly. to get into something yeah, like right, this.
2: Right. So. Um, kind of going back to North Bend too, like, I mean, I know that church in itself is, it's, since, since it was Soul Harvest and changed names to North Bend, I mean, it, it just fosters such a, a really cool community within the Bend area itself. Like, it, it, it just doesn't surprise me that, like, that, that you guys were able to cultivate from that community to do what you're doing now. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it, it's just so cool. Yeah. I there's,
0: I don't know that i can count the number of businesses that have came out of north bend yeah uh, just people I, yeah yeah i know and then we had chase next like to us yeah 10 you know 10 businesses off the top of my head that i've seen come out of there the most recent one is uh the new haircutting play cornerstone barber oh, and oh amazing yeah yeah how cool is that, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, her. like, a a year, year and a half ago, uh, the owner of that actually approached us at church that and church. was like, hey, we love what you guys did. We're thinking about doing yeah. this. And I was there a couple yeah, of weeks
1: ago, actually. Uh, and, man, it He's done a great job with that. They they've done a yeah. great job with that too. <laughs> like How I've only seen it yeah. used to be to what it is now. Wow. <laughs> right. And I got to and I was able to pick his brain for a little bit as he was cutting my hair, and we had a pretty good conversation. I was the only one in there. Uh, a big crowd had just left, and uh, it was just you know him and I in there, and, and we talked and talked and man, what what a, what a great guy too, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Super nice. Yeah. Brian. Um, Brian. Yeah. Is, Tree. he's top notch
0: obviously I don't get haircuts anymore so <laughs> yeah. I haven't been in there yet to check it out <laughs> yeah. but I yeah. want to go it's check maybe it out grocery, right we well, don't encourage shaving yeah. either so. no yeah. no <laughs>
2: right. Um, so being a, a small business in small town Appalachia like, what, what was the biggest challenge that you say that you faced thus far
3: the biggest challenge uh,
2: there's probably a lot there are I mean, so many yeah just being a small
0: business anyways um you know one of the challenges for us beyond all of the uh, the biggest one we found during the um like the building process and this caught us off guard we didn't know anything about this was that we had to do a change of use through the state and and the only people that can apply for those permits are, uh, an architect. So we had to hire an architect company. Uh, we got RVC out of Athens. They did a fantastic job, but all of the electrical plumbing and HVAC has to be done on drawings. The state has to approve that. So the expense that was attached to that was incredible. Yeah compared to what we had thought we were going to spend. Um, So it ended up that um, we were able to do a lot of the things from a general contractor standpoint down here and upstairs that we were able to save enough money to make that work through through the process. Um, So that was one thing. And then another thing we never anticipated was um, just trying to get. You were, we were talking about fresh food and fresh offerings here. Um, working with suppliers that actually know that actually are cultured themselves yeah. Yeah. and know what we're talking about right. when yeah, gotcha. we ask for certain things. So. Yeah. Aruba <laughs> Right. Uh, arub- pepperoncini? Right, yeah. We, we sat down with our supplier, and, and we have since had, we've, we've developed a great relationship with these people, but the first meeting we had, I remember the supplier saying, what do you need a pepperoncini for? <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs>
3: That's real. Oh, no. <laughs> so there were all kinds of things like that. Oh, that's
2: beautiful. Pepperon so cheese. If we you guys should... don't make t-shirts that say that,
3: yeah, oh, that's our,
0: a really oh, good please, idea. Please, please. <laughs> and on the back it just says the Greek yeah. salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: For the Greek. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it kind of goes back to that whole <laughs> melting pot and you guys bringing, you know, a little bit of culture here. Like right. in terms of other cultures, like, you know, I, I think it just goes hand-in-hand, hand, I really do, in terms of your menu and, and you know, you're, you're teaching your food suppliers a little something-something, you know what sure, I mean? So, yeah. it Definitely. is what it is.
0: Yeah, and they've, they've started to work with us on getting us what, what we need, what we ask for, when we need it. Yeah. Um, we still do have to travel to Parkersburg ourselves mm-hmm. um, every other week to get things um, that we just can't get, yeah, yeah. sent on a truck here, right? So yeah. it, we're just you're just gonna have, and I have
3: to. go to to Shagbark in Athens to get our chips, which is they're local. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, our
0: tortilla chips are from Shagbark. Fresh. Um, fresh. the Athens Kroger. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. They're like the best <laughs> chips ever. Agreed, <laughs> agreed. Agree. Um, but along with all that, like the the pepperoncini thing, uh, it's kind of a joke, but it, it is real. But these things that we've brought to our menu, it's great to hear people talk about them in a way, Um, even the coffee. Sometimes Um, we have a customer one time that had one of our Cuban sandwiches and he said, um, look, I've been to Cuba and had a Cuban sandwich. And yours is fantastic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, gotta make your soul feel Yeah, bad. that's good. That's a good like, thing. Where do you get
4: your pork?
0: Um, <laughs> right. we've, we've, had, we've had a lot of Europeans come through here uh, that will say something like, This is the best coffee I've had in the States since I've been here. Right. So, that, that means something. Yeah. That's so right. cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Because uh, we wanted traditional Italian. Menu for our drinks, so yeah. I mean, the fact that they come in and have a cappuccino and think it's that excellent really means something, yeah, to
2: most us. definitely. I mean, and, and kudos to the workers that you guys train exactly. to be the baristas. Like, They're I mean, that, so good. talk about the education yeah. part. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just curious,
1: how did that go in terms of training the baristas to you know, to, to get what you wanted, you know, exactly what you wanted in terms of your menu? I mean, was that was there any kind of barrier there in terms of we were really
3: kind of crazy about our hiring process and these Mm -hmm. these kids that we get in here are like they want to be here yes and they want to learn right um they're so smart and so eager yeah and they want to do a great job
0: when we first started uh the shop though it was candace and christina (laughs) so we had Two baristas, that was it. They actually went and got certified before we opened. So yeah. they did online training. We, we paid to send them through a class, learned everything that they could possibly learn, and then some by going and watching more YouTube videos. Right. And more yeah. YouTube yeah. videos. Um, and we joke with everyone here, you can learn pretty much anything on YouTube, but you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as we brought new employees in, they we we have a method to bringing people in no one gets hired as a barista mm-hmm. uh, they start to work through the stations so um, obviously the point of sale person knows the everything about right. the menu because they're taking orders yeah. in so they can answer any questions um, we also do we start people out in the kitchen on the sandwich station and then rotate them through and there is kind of a natural progression from the point of sale to the barista mm-hmm. station because you're standing there watching it all right. day you know everything about every drink every yeah. option and all of that so really it's about the mechanics of the machine at yeah. that point so uh, really high dollar machine that's the most expensive piece of equipment we have in here yeah Um, and that's on purpose because it's an Italian made LaMarzico espresso machine. When people come in and see that, they know we're in business. Um, but we, we talk to our employees about that. It's, it's easy to teach them on because it is, um, such a manual process. So Mm -hmm. they are actually steaming the milk. They're, they're grinding the beans, uh, to a specific level, right. they're putting those in, um, and that that process has been very romanticized over the years of just watching people do it. Right? Like, how cool is that? Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. To watch it happen, um, and sometimes our our kids get caught up in that too, and we we have to tell them like this is this is real, like this is that water is two hundred and four degrees coming out of there. Yeah. yeah because of the type of bean that we use. So we use a light roast bean, uh, which requires a little bit of hotter water to get the flavor to, to go through. So uh, the, the milk steaming thing is the weight of the beans, the weight of the beans,
3: Grams in grams out there's that changes throughout the day. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah.
0: So beans gas off throughout the day and you have to adjust the equipment Based on no. how much the beans are gassing off and stuff. It's a so, lot
3: more technical than people think. Right, well, it's not just yeah. a Mr. coffee. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and that's really so. You guys were talking about some of those bigger chains. That's what they lack is mm-hmm. is that um, that real feel to what they're doing. There's there's no mechanics behind it. Right. There's they're push a button. Line. And then at the end, the cup comes out and you get it yeah. and you walk away. Yeah. Um, our kids that work here could go to any country in the world and make really good coffee. Right. That's, they, that's if they awesome. want to go to France, they want to go to Italy yeah. and was work one? behind. Was an uh,
2: it, <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as good. Dad's sling and Bud lights up at the hut, and I'd be like, No, I'm gonna, <laughs> right. I'm gonna make some some coffee, week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And your dad enjoys our coffee. I right? know, so, I know. So.
2: The most shocking thing ever. My dad is never really drank coffee. Never drink coffee at all when I was growing up. And he's like, yeah, I went over to Larry's and I tried. Uh, I really don't remember where it was, but it was like the last time. It's a brevet. Yeah, yeah, brevet. yeah. That's yeah, his you know, drink. I'm, I'm like. It's a
3: drink. Dad? You drinking a, a brevet? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: shoot. But, um, but again, that, that, that's awesome. I got a couple of culture, my dad. Love you, dad. Dad's a, dad's a regular listener, too, so <laughs> Um, so th- this is one of my favorite stories because we, we were actually here this day. But tell us a little bit about opening day. We were on our way to Pittsburgh, and <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we stopped on opening day. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe you guys can fill us in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it <was> a blur. <laughs> um, opening day. So we, we thought we were prepared. Uh, we had everybody in here at 6 o'clock. Um, I think we opened at seven a.m. We had soft day.
3: openings that week too.
0: Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, all week we had soft openings, and those those were kind of terrible. Well, we didn't; we were still working through things. Right. So I mean, Which that's is, the reason why exactly. we had it, yeah. you know to to make the sandwiches for the first time yeah. and to make the coffee. Um, and we opened that day, and I was just it was the first time I'd ever even put money into the till and anything like yep. that <laughs> so i did it got everything and people like i saw people start lining up at the door and i was like that's weird uh, <laughs> and so it, it came did to i think it was going to be like that it came time to open i come up here and i realized i don't know any of these people
2: yeah that's impre- that's that's something
0: and and there's already a line yeah and I, I knew we were in trouble <laughs> that day. Like, so I locked the door, tried to race everybody back to the to the front. There a line <laughs> forms immediately, and that line throughout the day, it it wrapped around like a snake throughout the shop and, and, around and the out the, mm-hmm. around the building. Pre COVID, yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, pre COVID, <Yeah>. pre COVID. <laughs> it would have been probably down the you know completely down two blocks (laughs) if that was the case um but we didn't so we had four or five people working it was me candace christina
3: we had to call your mother we had to call my mom her mom was
0: here um mom yeah (laughs) mom Mom, uh, we opened a coffee shop (laughs) (laughs) help (laughs) me
3: But that's but, hilarious uh, that we thought that we were going to get by with five people. Like yeah. that's all we had. Right.
0: It's, so no are now we're
3: 17 in. people in. Yeah. And that's not counting me and Larry. Right. And that's wild.
0: We had no bathroom <laughs> breaks that day. None. No drinks. Nobody got a drink of water. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't really stop. There was there was one point that I I had Candace it was it was kind of comical at, at a certain point yeah. because that line just wasn't letting up, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. there were people outside. And I finally was like, I told the person in front of me, I just I have to step away. Yeah. I had cotton mouth and uh, could barely talk anymore. And I told Candace, I was like, Look at this, look at this. And uh, and we we, we even came around rubbed. the
3: corner and we apologized.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I killed the music at one point, and I said. Hey guys, we just want to say thank you. Sorry, everything's taken so long. Um, and they all started. Clearing. And everybody cheered. <laughs> Hell, and yeah. Like, Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> we just kicked back on the music <laughs> and went rolling with it. But that day was such a blur and. I'm sorry if I owe you guys a waffle or anything. Yeah. There's there's still people that, to this day, that that joke with us. They're, they're totally serious, but they're like, I never did get my waffle that day. Or, I waited for 30 minutes for my coffee and never got it. Yeah, um, Which, you know, that's obviously not what we wanted to happen. Right, but, of course not. But I think everyone was here to support the for place. Sure. Sure. They... Yeah. Uh, the fact that they didn't get their waffle, or, yeah. you know, somebody put mayo on their sandwich when they didn't ask for it. The first day, Very few hopefully, <laughs> Very <few carrots>. yeah. <laughs> maybe right. a
2: couple. I don't know. Well, not. I mean, so I, I guess am kidding. <laughs> maybe a couple Karens just not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, from from that point to today, um, what did I check earlier? We've done like eighty. Eighty oh thousand sales, just in twenty twenty. Well, since we opened. Oh,
2: okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, still, but still, that's yeah. A <laughs> of, that's a lot. of <laughs> sales. Yeah. Two years, right? Eighty yeah. thousand sales per year. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a lot. Per- that, that's amazing. Well,
3: and yeah. just in our um loyalty, our loyalty system, we have like fifty three hundred people. Holy crap! Just in our loyalty system.
0: That
2: is great. great. And the population of pomeroy <laughs> is.
0: <laughs> oh it's um, um, maybe four
2: thousand less than four thousand
0: yeah pomeroy extended like in the village it's like six hundred so yeah. yeah oh wow <laughs> yeah wow. So. and then there's pomeroy extended uh that it i would be surprised if it was four thousand mm-hmm. and man
2: that, that's all smaller awesome. population like pomeroy's vibing really well <laughs> no, i'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: max that's, county's
3: that's, huge though it <laughs> is, right. yeah
2: it is But still,
1: eighty (laughs) thousand sales, two years. Like, kudos to you guys. That's that's killer. Thank you. That is killer.
2: The fact that you guys are able to sustain that even through like a pandemic when it's been terrible for service for the service industry is.
0: Yeah, actually, we we our suppliers serve services um, Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia. So you know, rural. They're really into rural Appalachian communities, and they asked us the other day like how are you guys doing this? Like you're, you're, um, what did, what did he say exactly? Like we're doing better than any restaurant that yeah. they, but he said that there's us. people that
3: are shutting down. Yeah. Yeah. He said that we're yeah. very lucky and well, I do and consider us very, lucky yeah, we have support. Like the, the, the people around problem. here yes. love,
0: the, love this place. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's their place. Exactly. So. That's what I was going
1: <laughs> to say. I mean, that, that's, that's just you know hats off to you guys in terms of what kind of culture you've built and and the following that you guys have have developed here you know people love you guys and and they want to see you succeed you know and, and hats off to them as well it's kind of a you know small business and in, in my eyes and my perspective is kind of a it's a team it's a team thing yeah. you know uh you open your you open your business but you, you're trusting that your community is going to support you and and gather around you and and be there for you and Man, I I definitely know the community's been here for you uh, for sure. So hats off to everybody involved, you know, Pomeroy, you know, all the small towns around and and you guys especially, you know.
0: Well, I mean, we appreciate people like you that are coming from other areas to to support a business like ours as well. And that's one thing. We never wanted it to be just a Pomeroy business. I mean – Pomroy was the the best locale for For us yeah not because of pomeroy it was it's because of the thoroughfare it's because of the the closest to the bridge so people from gal plus from point pleasant from mason we absolutely want them to feel like this is yeah. part of the yeah. community. You, you guys aren't just a pomeroy business you no guys are you
3: like, i don't area. business. exactly like, the way i mean yeah. that's what we want to be and that's the way
1: i that's the that's way i perceive perception. it and i think a lot of other people do too you know um yeah. my wife will be like cody let's go to river roasters i'm like okay you know it just seems like a you know yeah it is i don't know how long it is to get here in a car like what like 10 minutes yeah yeah. But like it, it just feels like it's right down the street. You right. know, I there is no burden for me to, to jump in the car and come up here and, and get something to eat, something to drink. Like I just don't look at it as, you know, a daunting task I'm like, Oh, we gotta drive all the way there. Like right. I don't look at it that way. I look yeah. at you guys as Hell just yeah. It, yeah. it feels like yeah, yeah it feels yeah. like and that you're just creepy. right there, you know. Yeah. And uh and, and I think you know, you look at the location as a whole, you know, you have Point Pleasant, you have Pliss, you have Mason, New Haven, and then on the Ohio side, you have Athens, and like you guys have said, Marietta, too. I mean, as a business owner, man, what, what a great position to be in, in terms of locale, you yeah, know? Right. Um, so, you guys are kind of surrounded by a lot of people that, that love you guys, like I said, and, and, and want to see you guys succeed, and, and that's awesome, I mean, you know?
2: And for what it's worth, like, this place actually, this place makes my family happy. That's yeah, why that's we great. come up here. We come up here to enjoy the awesome. yeah. It's like, but like, <laughs> yeah, It just know, makes us just happy yeah. to sit here and watch the river. I mean, yeah, and, and there have been
1: numerous times both of our families, yeah. you know, Gabe and I are, are really close. You know, I consider Gabe like a brother. And I mean, we'll jump in the car together and, and come up here together and get something to eat, something to drink, and, and you know, eat and, and be and, and, merry. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> eat, drink, and be merry. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And we we hope that that starts to build uh, a reciprocation of that mm-hmm. from the other businesses and yeah, yeah, yeah. like like we love what's going on down at River City Leather. Oh try my to, God, try, yeah. try to like, support that us. business I, I thought, down there. I, thought, yeah. I
2: think about a wallet off of them when they were next to the tattoo shop. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I was like, oh, this is I'm gonna buy one. Next <laughs> thing I know, I'm like, oh man, these guys are. Yeah, you guys are trendy as hell. yeah. Well, and not only that, they're yeah.
3: really, really cool people. Yeah, that, that's what I've always super, heard. Super, super
2: cool people. Get them on here. I'd love to have. I know, right? I'd love to love them yeah,
0: over. they they want a River Roasters and Gal plugs. Yeah, of course. They're I'm on sure us all the time. Well, I, bet, um, I bet
1: a lot of communities want a River Roasters. But, <laughs> but yeah,
0: but the but like the stores down in Point, that same kind of vibe is that I think we. Share a lot of the same customer base. Yeah, um, you do. And and I think that from being small town rural businesses that we should share uh, the successes yeah. and what's working and and the customers I around and help promote those types. I agree of things. wholeheartedly.
1: And, and it just falls into that whole perspective that it, and it's so funny that we're how many episodes in probably this is S- our seventh. seventh. And the reoccurring theme through all this is people want to help each other. Yeah. You know, Kelsey, you know, helped you guys. She's helped Ashley. Ashley's reciprocated that. And helped other people. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to see everybody succeed. There is no. Um, oh, I hope they don't make it.
2: That's an matching value. It is. It is. it really is. Yeah. I think yeah, you know,
1: sure. hoping for a business to fail, is hoping for your your community to fail. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just a toxic thing that that we don't see you know I've never talked to anyone that's just like oh I, I hope they don't make it you know yeah. blah, blah. there are very few people that look at you and say oh it's never gonna last like it's stupid blah 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 but I, I that's just haters going i hate you.
3: it's true sure <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that there isn't that many haters no but but I, we, I did. we did we did encounter yeah. oh, you're going to you're it. going yeah, to yeah, yeah. You're, you're just you just can't listen and exactly you, can't yeah. you
0: have to move past yeah. that yeah. We, we heard strange things along the way we some of our family was kind of like what you're going to do what that's not going to work that's, yeah, yeah. The, I, I remember um, <laughs> I won't say who said it but uh, they were like these hillbillies aren't going to drink that they're not going to eat that yeah People. And my dad's drinking a <laughs> bread. <Well, laughs> Which is
1: awesome. D- <laughs> Dippy, Dippy's drinking a bread.
0: <laughs> and I told Put this being he out,
1: yes. Yeah. And I told this stash.
0: person, I was like, um, they they may not understand what it is, but these people deserve quality and and a cultural One, experience. I like I agree. The fact that we we're talking about the gas station cappuccino the fact that they think that that is what a cappuccino is and that's quality yes. come and try one of these
4: Please.
0: yeah and and see what it is I, awesome. if you like it great if yep. you don't like it great that go go back and, exactly. and do that go do thing, your thing. Yeah. but at least know truly what a cappuccino is yeah and, and instead of the the sugary powder that's right that's being spit out of yeah. down there, and, and it's so uh,
1: cool too. You know, in talking to Matt Clark, who was the owner of uh Maple Lawn, you know, he did IPAs uh and craft beer, which sadly Maple Lawn isn't with us anymore due to the pandemic. But you know, he, he had the same something similar to say. You know, somebody would come in and say, Hey, what's your closest thing to a Bud Light, a Bush Light? and and even though he had the he had. Beers that were similar to them, but they were still craft beers. Like he tailored, yeah. kind of to what this area.
2: I feel like they really tried to I, ease.
0: They
1: did. Our region. They that did. That yeah, here, yeah, so. definitely. They did. Um, and I think that's really cool. I think that's a really cool objective to
2: have. Is to show them quality for sure. Um, so, what advice would you maybe give to others that are wanting to start up a small business in small town
3: Apple? Well, first of all, don't listen to the people that are don't, the names don't, don't listen. listen yeah. Go for the positive people. Go for the people that are willing to help you out and give you yeah. some positive imp- information. Um, Put in your homework.
0: Yeah. Put, do your homework, but at some point you have to stop dreaming and start doing yeah. something towards that dream. So I know that it's scary. To write a business plan, if you've never done that before, yeah. but at least sit down and put something on paper. That is your idea of what that's going to be. Right. It doesn't. You don't have to have financials. You don't have to have a, a Pinterest board. You don't have to have everything we yeah. had. Just write down what it is and and try to start to shape that into to a business plan. There's there's a lot of help out there that we didn't necessarily have to take advantage of, but the SBA, the, uh, SBDC, the small business development centers, Mm -hmm. there's one in Athens. Um, there's probably a West Virginia relative to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but those people are there to, to help people that want to open businesses. They can, they can help you do those, um, those types of things that you're scared of doing or maybe never done before that you don't know what it's supposed to look like. Um, Go out and and try to start seeing what other people are doing, and and in that business plan, put how you're going to be different from everyone else. Right. What sets you apart? What is what is your proposition value? Um, because you know you can get a coffee in a lot of places. Yeah. How are we different than those places? So right. that's see, see. that's the kind of thing that. Uh, people often put off to the last thing when it comes to a business plan is um, what are, what's different about your plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wanna open the best gas station around. Okay. There's lots <laughs> There's of gas 30, stations. Right. <laughs> what it, makes sense. Well, how is yours yeah. different? <laughs> yeah.
1: What are you offering when yeah. others aren't or right. you know, yeah,
2: yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah, anything else? You
2: covered it. Yeah. All right. Well to we kind of round this out again, something we like to ask everybody that we have on so, what does it mean to you guys to be Appalachian?
1: It's a big question. It's, it a, it's is. a big, entertaining it's, thing. It's, it's a, it's a heavy. One. And in every, every episode we've had, we have everybody sit and ponder on this for a second. Like, uh, so, yeah. it, it is a, it's a big question.
0: You know, this may be. Um, this may be a strange way to answer this, but I'm a strange person. So <laughs> I, I have always thought being from Appalachia mm-hmm. because of um, the things you don't necessarily get growing up yeah. or the, the ways you're raised differently. I was born in Florida. Um, my mom is from Florida. I have family in Florida. My dad was from West Virginia, and this is where we ultimately landed when I was five. So my life could have been different, Mm -hmm. not necessarily better, of course. But I have always not necessarily resented the fact that I grew up where I did, but I've I've fought it because I thought I was too different. Mm -hmm. And it took me getting away and and meeting the rest of the world to realize that um i'm not that different people from appalachia aren't that different Mm -hmm. um i i when i was in the navy like i had so many friends that were from california pennsylvania like and everywhere in between and we had so many things in common Mm -hmm. Um, so, the fact that I grew up listening to um, rock, Nirvana, the, the grunge age, yeah. um, instead of uh, bluegrass, I thought it made me different than everyone around me. Yeah, it didn't. I yeah. mean, it, it's not that big of a deal, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. When when you break it all out, so I mean, there there was a lot of values that. I learned growing up about, uh, family and, and just, you know, Appalachia traditions and values that once I got out into the the rest of the world, I started to respect. And, and when we came back here, it is a simpler life. Like it can be a simpler life. There's less, definitely less traffic than where we were living. (laughs) Um, but there, there's also a, um, a good a good feeling about being in an area about this with the the community aspect yeah 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 so that's that's my answer
3: yeah yeah I think the unity that's around here around this area yeah. is huge um, and having people that are for you mm-hmm. um, in a bigger city you don't get that because everybody's just not in their own business Yeah. Um, but here, people pay attention. Right. And, yeah, they want to be in your For corner. better or for worse. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like the unity in Appalachia is the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I'll drink to that. I'll
2: drink, I'll drink too. Cheers to it. Cheers, stuff. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, well, thank you guys for... Uh, us up to the coffee shop up here. Well, thanks Rose for nice. coming. Yeah. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And uh, it's, been really it's, been it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> i love this.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, so thank you guys again. Thank yeah. you. All right. So uh, we're bringing back a uh, <laughs> a second we haven't done for a few weeks because we've been trying to stay on the more positive side of things. But uh, something that I think is kind of bothered us both yeah. here that came to light here recently yeah. very recently Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll let Cody kind of lead us into this so Cody what's grinding our beard well I, I like how Gabe brought this in and
1: he, he talks you know from both of our perspectives um, I can tell you from um, a West Virginian perspective um, from a city councilman perspective yes sir um, I'll tell you what grinds my beard what's that man our governor, uh, and, and you guys know we don't like to get political on this. Uh-uh. Um, and it's to me, it's not political. Um, to me, it is. Um, well, I take that back. It is political, but not in terms of a Republican-Democrat yeah, standpoint. It is not a partisan issue. <laughs> it is a it, it is a rich versus poor issue. It seems to be. Um, so, our governor. Um, is currently sitting on eight hundred million dollars plus of CARES Act money.
2: Yeah, that's supposed to be for the state, of, the people of the state of West Virginia, individuals, companies, relief. Exactly. Um, you know, a city councilman,
1: Gabe and I. Uh, you know, we ran. Um, you know, I ran this past year, Gabe ran this past year, and, and one of our biggest things that we hit on was transparency. Um, and and I think as I don't even want to consider myself a politician, I do not consider myself a politician. Um, I consider myself someone that is looking out for the betterment of his community um, despite any um, – any you know, Democrat, Republican, affiliation, whatever. Um, I could care less what you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when it comes to um, the fact that there are people in this community, I don't even want to say in this community, uh, I want to say in this state, that are willing to sit on $800 million.
2: That we've known needs to be used before the end of December 2020. Yes. Um, That gives us how many days left? (laughs) That gives us what is today, the... Eighth, so yeah. that gives us,
1: you know, yeah. roughly twenty some days uh, to to spend eight hundred million dollars. Um, it has come to our attention that um, through a municipality that is close to our county, um, it, it seems as though it was kind of
2: hush hush. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, found out on Monday evening that uh, this municipality and uh I guess a representing attorney, had reached out to our city's administration um, saying that they had received several hundred thousands of dollars mm-hmm. um, from the state government, which was part of the CARES Act relief. In which we were told not to apply for yeah, like our, because our, we wouldn't get the money. Yeah, essentially, yeah, right. because uh, our city administration had had inquired about it, like, had inquired three times to the state house about yeah. um, receiving this and they said no you had to um, use up all the funds that were distributed to the county, county. commission um, which I guess our county commission wasn't quite aware of this either no they weren't so the funds had been exhausted whatever so the southern municipality reached out to our city administration it was like hey we received this amount um, we think that you guys really need to go ahead and apply for this this attorney's helped us out. So, what do you guys think? We highly recommend that you guys do this quickly because the funds are probably going to go really fast. Yeah. And, okay, that sounds, all right, thanks for the heads up, but in reality, it almost felt like it was all just rushed and hush hushed. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be finding this stuff out from another municipality about relief funding. Right. That are fe- that's federal dollars that should be, be owed should be- to us. Yeah, well, that should, I mean, just there should be that information should be, should be coming from the state house. Yeah. So what we have is what's seemingly, like, a quiet backroom top good old boy system that they're trying to push this money out to, uh, whatever avenues they want to shove this from, from the governor's that, Yeah, certain municipalities that I guess maybe the state tends to want to invest a little more in. Whereas it should be right. an equal opportunity for applications from every municipality, right. every entity that qualifies
1: for yeah, this. Yeah, and, you know, West Virginia is made up of, of 55 counties. Uh, for those of you that, that aren't aware, uh, you know, leadership at the state level um, needs to take a look at how money can be distributed between these counties. Uh, yeah. I feel like... You know, obviously, um, with counties that, that are struggling, it would definitely help them out. I'm not saying everyone should get their fair share. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, uh, other counties obviously need it more than others. Yeah. And um, yeah. a, a, in terms of, I think what pisses me off the most is there are kind-hearted people that live in the state of West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And there are kind-hearted people that own small business in the state of West Virginia that is taking is taking a massive hit. You heard yeah, you hit. you heard Candace and Larry sit there and tell you as small business owners, you know, they put their house on the market yeah, to true. invest in their own small business. And you know, you have people that are doing the exact same thing. That is
2: their livelihood.
1: Yeah. So. And here here we sit uh, at a state level and we sit on eight hundred million dollars that could be dispersed to these small businesses, businesses. that are struggling. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the day these small Businesses are—they're—they're becoming, you know, partially our backbone in
2: terms of. No, yeah, I mean we're not getting the big, the quote-unquote big business investment in our state and in in our small, smaller town regions. Yeah. So people are investing in their own communities, which is just like you guys just heard. Yeah. You know. um, And we depend on people like that, and then when they're faced with this type of adversity, and then the state's not really willing to step up and do what they're. Really supposed to be doing with relief funds from the federal government yeah. in a timely manner, like, I th- that's not kosher. Maybe. What do
1: you do? I don't know. You know, um, I think, uh, I think it needs to be known. I think it's something that needs to be pushed, um, and I think it's something that needs to be followed up with because at the end, in- you know, with everything going on, I think I think it's important that we look out for each other, um, yeah. and that's something our government.
2: Isn't doing. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm really disappointed in our representation at the state level for our for our district yeah. and our county. I agree. Because this is something that should have been pushed for by our delegates, by our senator. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel that that's been I feel properly like, approached. Exactly.
1: I, f- I feel like at a local level we've been held in the dark. Yeah, um, so I mean, and, and and this isn't, and I'm not talking, I'm not speaking any ill will whatsoever about our local, you know, county or, you know, uh, our local government because yeah, we had no idea. Well, no, 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 no. You no, know, no, it that, was it was brought up at at uh, you know six thirty on on Monday <laughs> night, and here we yeah. are Tuesday. Uh, luckily, you know, I was just, I went to bed last night, pissed off, thinking about all the lost opportunity um that that these folks that are putting their livelihoods at risk um, to, to follow their dreams to follow their hopes um and it's just being it's just being shit on um, it's, it's being held hostage because the state level um, doesn't doesn't want to budge on
2: 800 million dollars um they just I, and I' do, and they're not being transparent enough to let us know what their goal is with holding exactly. up to that. And that's that's another shame about this whole scenario. Yeah. It just it it appears slimy, it feels slimy, so it's probably slimy. Yeah, I, I, I
1: think th- this is when we need to come to the realization that no matter who you are affiliated with in terms of political uh, political agendas. We need to look out for one another in terms of people. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I think a lot of people forget that and I think it's lost. Um, I think it's I think it's overlooked and I think it's forgotten about that that we need to be here for each other. Yeah. Um, you know, I am not a gym justice. I, I know I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. Um and <laughs> pretty much everybody I know Aren't Jim justices? I don't know anybody on that level. But we want to nitpick. We want to nitpick at one another about you know political things, that, and, and which is fine. I'm all for debate. I'm all for discussion. Your but
2: Starbucks cup doesn't say Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah it, 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 when, when, when at the end of like the day, this.
1: we're sitting on 800 million dollars yeah. as a state, and and
2: there are people suffering right yeah. now. But I mean and I know this is something that truly grinds our beard, rightfully so, and it, I hope it grinds other people that live here. It um, should. It should. But I'm, there is a positive light to this. Um, this is kind of how I want to take this out, because I want to leave on a good note, because this right. has been such a great episode. But regardless of the failings of our state government, the failings of our governor's office, um, guess what's going to happen in Appalachia, regardless of if this federal funding is distributed properly is yeah there's going to be some heartache but our communities are going to come together they're still going to support one another Yeah. and they're going to build each other back up which to me that's the hallmark of a of a strong community yeah but it's just a, it, it is a shame that our states not willing to see that enough to the point that they want to invest money that's meant for that for relief of these communities right. so yeah. um but in the end, West Virginians take care of West Virginians as long as they're as long as they're not under that Capitol dome. And you know,
1: uh to sum everything up, I think as as West Virginians, as Appalachians, there was a wise wise man that I once heard speak uh on television one evening, uh, and he said that at the end of the day didn't say at the end of the day. No, that's that's a good degree house ism. <laughs> but he said keep on keeping on. And that was Joseph Dirty himself. It was Joe Dirt. I was watching Joe
2: Dirt. It's El Joe Dirt Day.
1: We're going to keep doing things the way we always have. Because historically, we've always been screwed over.
4: Yeah.
1: And one day, it will change.
2: It will change because of folks like you who have the right mindset for Appalachia. And that, sir... Is what's happening.
1: Thank you, guys, for tuning in. This is Cody Greenhouse signing off alongside Gabe Roush. You hot piece of ass. Shut up.